I came home on Mother's Day morning, 7.20 a.m., May 13th, 1995, to find my 63-year-old mother strangled and killed on her bedroom floor. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how drug use and the abuse of drugs can maybe be someone really hiding deeper emotional wounds. In our last show, we had Michael DeLeon share how he grew up in a very good background. He had a great mother and father, but then their family went through a divorce. So how did he deal with that hurt? He stuffed it. He didn't open up to anyone. Next thing you know, in an effort for his mother to get him help, he was introduced to the Catholic Church to be an altar boy, but he experienced sexual abuse, and that drove that emotional hurt even deeper. Then he talked about how in his young life doing business, he started masking that hurt by using drugs to keep going and get success. Those drugs became an addiction, and he started getting to the point of hanging out with people he would have normally been scared of when he was younger. It got to the point where his own mother was killed through gang violence regarding drugs. And today, he's going to describe how he got set free from all the pain and hurt that he was dealing with in his heart, not only from before the drugs, but even the consequences from it. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me back. Ah, Michael... It is great having you back and so much to talk about. I mean, I understand that this life of drug addiction came with consequences that led up to the point of your own mother being murdered. What led up to that? So, you know, drug addiction destroyed everything and geographical relocation is not the answer when you're suffering from addiction. The problem was me and I took the problem with me when I relocated. I found myself in New Jersey involved in gang activity And because of a huge drug deal that I was involved in, people came looking for me. I was in a drug binge for three days, just kind of avoiding confrontation, letting things die down. I was being held responsible for what had happened, so I took off for three days to just get high and escape. And I came home on Mother's Day morning, 7.20 a.m., May 13, 1995, to find my 63-year-old mother strangled and killed on her bedroom floor. There's not a day in my life that comes close to the pain I felt where I was more helpless. It was nothing I could fix. You know, we get caught with drugs and I try to get out of it. I get arrested. I try to get out of it. So many things in my life I would try to fix. I'm sitting here on my mother's floor with two police officers and two EMTs in front of me holding my 63-year-old mother and she's gone. I can't bring her back. I tried through CPR. Even I was in a drug delusion when I found her. I didn't realize she'd been gone. It was the worst There's not even words in the English language to describe how I felt. My heart was just ripped to shreds and growing up ignoring and telling people I was okay to 
now a feeling of I'm just going to be so numb I'm going to not even feel. Uh-huh. Drugs were really what I used because I didn't want to feel and now I'm going to try to numb myself so I don't feel this pain. And that pain never went away. I was focused on my gang affiliation, my crimes, everything. I was focused on my addiction. And I ended up going to prison for five more years of just feeling numb, just ignoring how I felt, not dealing with anything. Prison is a lonely experience. It's a violent environment, a terrible environment, dirty environment, hopeless environment, but it's that time alone in your cell, day in, day out. It's just monotonous and it's, you know, claustrophobic and it's just lonely. And I just stayed numb. I stayed numb for the entire time. I never addressed my problems. I never faced my problems. I never prayed. I mean, I never went to God. I mean, I would do the Catholic prayers. I'd say the chaplets and the rosaries, but those are just words of repetition and you're not really getting to God. I mean, I just want people to know that sometimes you don't know God's all you need until God's all you have. And even sitting in a prison cell for five years, I still didn't internalize that. I, I rationalized it. I, I knew it, but I didn't internalize and personalize on it. And I got out of prison and 10 months later, I was in a violent car accident, put back on prescription opiate medication, knowing better, knowing as a recovering drug addict, I shouldn't have been put back on medication, but I didn't communicate with anybody. I lived a life of freedom, but I really wasn't free. And so God allowed me to go back to prison. And I had to go into a physical prison to become kind of mentally free. Seven more years back in prison, seven more years. And my kids grew up without me. My daughter was out there without her father, my son without his father. And my wife, God bless her, man. I mean, she's married to a number. She was married to an inmate. Her marriage consisted of one hour a week coming to sit in a folding chair face-to-face with her husband for an hour and couldn't touch and couldn't display affection. It was horrible for everybody around me. In the second experience in prison, I decided that I was going to change how I lived my life. And I realized that God was who I needed, a relationship. I wanted to understand who Christ was. He carried me through this. This footprints poem was real in my life where God was there, one set of footprints. He was carrying me. And now he comes down and lets me out of prison. I walk out the prison doors and I sit in my wife's car. She drives out the road from the prison in this beautiful day. And I look in the side view mirror at what's behind me. And it was very surreal. I'm looking at the prison and the guard tower and rationalize that it's finally behind me. It's finally behind me and I'm going to move on with my life. But God directs my eyes to the word objects in mirror are closer than they appear. It was the Holy Spirit really coming into me. And I walked with God for two years on that second set of footprints poem. I walked with him. I mean, I got to know him. I studied the Bible. I went to church. But that one real just letting go and letting God, I wasn't doing it. And it was at a Christian concert in the Delaware State Fair with casting crowns. And the Holy Spirit came in me. I can't explain. I've tried to come up with the words over the last six years now to try to explain what had happened to me that night. But I literally let go of my demons. I let go of my fears. I let go of my anxieties. I let go of my anger. I let go of the blame. And I let God and I trusted him. And Casting Crowns was singing the song Voice of Truth. 
I could cry right now just thinking about it. I just let it all go. And I said, you, you have to take over my life. And God was like telling me in my ears, son, I'm trying to. You won't let me. I mean, I'm going to let you now. I can't do it. I can't live my life without you. I have to have you in my life. I just let go of my life. And I started listening to the voice of truth. The voice of truth that had been speaking to me the whole time, but I ignored it. I wouldn't listen uh, to him. I opened up my uh, heart and my head. That's the problem with so many people in addiction. We're so smart and we know everything. We're not going to go for that God stuff, that religion stuff. We're not going to go for that Jesus stuff. Listen, Jesus is the only thing that set me free. My relationship with the Holy Spirit is the only thing. He's the glue that puts it all together, the last puzzle piece to fill in the puzzle, the missing scene in the movie that explains everything. God and my relationship with Jesus Christ, when I let go and I let him, he directed my steps. And ever since that day, nothing in my life has been a coincidence. People come into my life that are supposed to be in my life at that very same moment. And God has given me a purpose. And I'm so passionate that my passion now has met my purpose. And that's because I'm saved. That's because I gave my life to Jesus Christ and I allowed the Holy Spirit to direct my thoughts, my heart, my steps, my life. The only thing that's ever made sense is giving my life to Him. I'm not even thinking of these words right now. I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit to really speak through me. I'm telling you, my life has meaning, my life has purpose, and everything in my life makes sense. Everything. Mm, Michael, it is so amazing how the Holy Spirit was the answer to all that pain and suffering of your past and how that emotional wound snowballed into more suffering, but Jesus was the redeemer of it all. I'm sure right now your story is bringing hope to someone who feels like their life is past redeeming. Michael, thanks so much for sharing on our show. Thank you so much. Don't move. I'll be right back after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what are you thinking about this? You know, what stands out to me is when Michael said that now he has found purpose in his life. That's awesome. You know, God showed him his purpose. Honestly, if you look at his past, he was wandering around aimlessly with no real purpose. Didn't have any understanding of why he was made, why he even existed. His past purpose, he thought, was to just do anything he could to numb the pain, to seek more drugs, to do anything and everything to cover the pains of his past with a drug addiction. I mean, that was his purpose. That's it. How many of us can say that we know our purpose? 
There are some right now who don't even know that they have a purpose from God. Let me encourage you. It is written in Ephesians chapter 1, 11 through 12. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. You know, God, your creator, has a purpose for you. He has a destiny for you. As it says that we are predestined according to the purpose of him. He has a purpose, friend, for you. And he loves you so much, he can heal the pains from your past so that you can discover your true purpose. You don't have to be held back by the chains of the past anymore. You know that this is your heavenly inheritance. So just take it. Let me pray with you. And let me show you how to do this. Lord Jesus, we come to you. And we want to just address the pains of our past, Lord, the purposelessness, the aimless wandering around of our lives. And I'm sensing that my friend sometimes feels that way. Like, I'm not sure what my purpose is. Lord Jesus, would you right now, by your presence, just show them and just show them, Lord, that not only you have a purpose for them, but that you have great purpose for them, a purpose that only they could fulfill. And so, Lord Jesus, we receive that. We receive your purpose. We receive who you are, Lord Jesus. Come into our lives. We repent from this aimless wandering around and we come to you, Lord Jesus, and we surrender our lives to you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're touched by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.